Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 69 of Process to Profitability. Today, I'm talking with Britt Colo about marketing personality types. Britt and I have a great conversation about how you can figure out what personality you have and then figure out a marketing strategy that feels good. We talk about why this is so important and how you can really help yourself in your business and help your clients by marketing in a way that aligns with your personality instead of feeling like you have to follow what everybody else is doing. Britt shares her story about how she pivoted in her business and in her life as she went from one career to another and then started her business with the confidence that she would be able to make it work. Britt Colo is a marketing coach who coaches boxed-in business owners to become independent, profitable leaders through self-awareness and marketing that feels good. She's also the creator of the Marketing Personality Quiz and host of the Marketing and Yoga Pants podcast. Through her intuitive, in-depth coaching process, she's here to shake up your approach to marketing and inspire you to grow your business in a feel-good, meaningful way. When she's not hopping on a Zoom call with a coaching client, she's chugging dark roast, podcasting in her yoga pants, and supporting her circle of fellow female entrepreneurs. Meet Brit and get ready to go deep, finding meaning and growing your business in a way that you've always dreamt of at jammarketinggroup.co. Hi, Brit. How are you? Hey, Samantha. I'm doing so well today. I'm super excited to talk to you. Thanks for joining me for this episode. I know I have done an interview for your podcast, so it's fun to do it the other way. Yeah, I love swapping. (laughs) All right, so I read your bio at the top of the show, but can you tell us a little bit more about who you are, where you're from, and what you do? For sure, okay, so hey, I'm Britt. I own GM Marketing Group, and that's where I am a marketing coach. I typically work with what I call boxed-in business owners. And I work with them to become profitable and independent leaders through self-awareness. That's a big one. And also marketing that feels good. And so my whole thing, my job is not to help you create a marketing strategy that looks good on paper, but feels really crappy and fake and salesy to you. But rather, my job is to connect who you are and how you naturally show up to a marketing strategy that's going to feel good for you. And if you can show up feeling good, feeling just natural in the way that you're showing up to the world, I believe, and I want it to happen every day with my clients, that the right people will be attracted to you and your business. So that's what I'm all about. Awesome. So how did you get started in your own business and narrow in on doing marketing in this way? Yeah. So it's been a journey, quite the journey. So first of all, marketing was never on my radar ever professionally. (laughs) So I do not have a, I do not have a degree in marketing. I'm very upfront about that. I went to Penn state and got a degree in kinesiology. I thought I wanted to be a fitness and wellness coach for the rest of my life. It was a phase. I was really into all that stuff. And then I wasn't. (laughs) Um, So I I got a degree in it and I know a lot about it, but I pretty quickly, once I got into that industry, realized that that's really not where my heart was. 
I was a really good coach. And that's what I like to say. I kept the coach and I dropped the wellness. And I was blessed to get into a job right out of college with a network of physical therapy and fitness gyms. And they were a great company. They were in mega growth stage. When I started working with them, they had about 12 locations. When I left four years later, they had, I think, 24, 26, somewhere around there. And so they basically doubled in size in four years that I was there. And I went from just being a wellness coach to managing one of their locations to being uh, a director of client relations, which I sucked at. <laughs> and uh, I was in that position with the company and I was just floundering, you guys. Like I was so bad at that job. It was just not where my strengths were. And um, while I was in that position, I found myself really loving and getting obsessed with conversations and tasks relating to marketing and sales. And I started to notice this that like when I was procrastinating, I was doing marketing and I was having really great conversations with the director of sales at the time. So I started learning more about it. And I ultimately, I just got obsessed. I started listening to all the podcasts and that's what really got me into podcasting and this whole world of business leadership and then online business and then online marketing. So it just kind of morphed from there. And eventually I went to my boss, the owner of the company at the time, and said, hey, <laughs> I'm sucking at this job that you've given me, and I want to do marketing. So either I'm going to do it for you, or I'm going to go do it for someone else. So what do you say? And he, thankfully, uh, said, yeah, why don't you move over into the marketing department and turn that around? Because right now, they're kind of floundering. So I moved over into the marketing department. I was the director there and I totally turned it around, got completely obsessed, realized I was pretty good at it. And then a year and a half later, which was the fall of 2016, I thought, you know what? I'm pretty darn good at this. I wonder if I could do this on my own. And I put my four weeks notice in, had no business, barely had a website, had no clients, and I left my job. And now, almost two years later, actually, the day that this goes live, it, it is almost to the day, two years later, um, I've gone from trying to build a marketing agency to then figuring out that I'm really good at coaching this stuff. And so about a year ago, I, I started coaching, doing marketing coaching, and throughout that time, got more and more practice, loved it, and got more and more practice with clients and started to pick up on the trends of what types of marketing strategies make people feel good, different people. I started connecting what a person's personality type was to what marketing strategy was going to feel like and which one was going to feel good for them. I started connecting those dots. And since I started doing that, my business officially is starting to have the impact that I always envisioned it to have. It feels like it's been kind of a long road to get there, but in reality, it hasn't been, you know, like two years is a blink of an eye, but it also feels long. But yeah, that's, that's been the evolution. And I feel really good about where I've landed now and then, and what the future looks like as well. Awesome. First, I did not know you went to Penn State. That's where my husband went for some, oh, sweet. Yes. For something totally different than he, what he's doing now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we tend to do that as Penn Staters. I guess so. <laughs> um, but I 
love that you jumped into this. Like you tried out marketing in a business, but when you started your business, there wasn't that side hustle time. There wasn't any of that buildup. You kind of just trusted yourself to figure it out. And I love that you mentioned that over time you have made the evolution as you've learned about your clients that you have changed the way you're doing things. So it fits what you're best at and it fits how you can help them. So I think that's so important is that we have to change our business over time as we learn about our clients and about what we like and what we can do best to serve them. Yeah. Thank you for acknowledging that. I think I've spoken about it before and it definitely comes up in my conversations with my coaching clients that pivoting is business and business is pivoting. It's so very rare to decide to start a business and that business be the thing that you actually build long-term just because you change, the market changes. There are just so many variables and I have found it to be best to simply be open to what's coming at me, have a vision long-term and be open and willing to changing that vision as I need to. It's a unique blend and it's, it's definitely not clean cut. It's, it's certainly messy in the middle um, and everything in between. But I think the businesses that we tend to look up to, the ones that we, you know, follow on Instagram and just think, oh my gosh, like they're just killing it. You know, they may be killing it. They may not be killing it. Instagram doesn't really tell us the real story ever. But aside from that, if they are really succeeding, I do believe the secret. One of the pieces of the secret sauce is that they were willing to pivot and change because typically when you look back at their story, it's never that they left their job and the business that they intended to build is the one that they're running now. It just has to morph and change. And that's what makes it fun for me, honestly. Like from my vantage point, I like the change. (laughs) Yeah. It's so true that we're all changing all of the time. And I think part of that is we're in such a new kind of industry and a new world with online business that we don't really know what's going to work and what isn't. There's not like the established, this is how you do things yet. And so we have to make it up as we go. And there are changes that come with that and a lot of flexibility when you're just one person or you have a small team, you can make those pivots a whole lot easier than when you've got an office full of people. Exactly. Again, that's what makes it so fun for me. And that's where the self-awareness piece comes in for me and how I coach my clients and the business that I'm building now are kind of the new arm of my business aside from coaching. Because we're in such a new market industry world, it just feels so, it's so brand new. Most of the things that I think probably your listeners are doing right now, they didn't even exist 10 years ago. And 10 years is not that long. In the grand scheme of things, that's not a long time. And so, yeah, you're right. Things are changing all the time. And uh, I find it really helpful to, rather than base your strategies and even your business model off of the ever-changing, all of the different things of the market and the industry and, and what's working, what's not, and what Instagram is doing today versus what it did yesterday and all those things. I love to center the strategy on the person themselves, right? And that's, um, that's getting back to that self-awareness piece and it's connecting the business model and the marketing strategy to you and what makes you tick and how you naturally show up. I think 
that has helped me make the small and big shifts in my own life and business. Um, and now it feels really, really good to be bringing that to my clients and anyone that wants to find me online too, you know, <laughs> like just the audience at large, uh, because I think that's really where the good stuff is. Yeah. So you mentioned in there that you are really helping your clients and you've seen kind of trends based on what their personality type is and the type of marketing that's going to work for them and make them feel good. So why is it so important to us and to our clients and our potential clients that our marketing strategy fits our personality? Thank you for asking that question. So what I find is that especially in the creative space, and I tend to work with a very intuitive people, they might not even identify like that yet, but they're just so intuitive. They tend to use their gut a lot and um, it's not all logic to them. And I work with mostly women. So these women, they have either left their jobs or they're considering or planning to leave their jobs to quote unquote, do their own thing. And I, I just don't believe that anyone sets out to quit their job and do their own thing, hoping to have any part of their business totally suck, to be completely honest. I mean, we don't leave our jobs to build a business and have things on our plate to do that we totally hate. Yep. And what I've noticed is that marketing tends to be something that people just don't like to do. They tend to love to do the thing that, that they do in their business, um, whether it's life coaching or career coaching or web design, graphic design, whatever it is, they're really good at that and they love doing that. And they realize that, you know, yeah, I do have to market my business so I can make money and this is actually a business and I can profit something. And that marketing and sales piece just feels fake and salesy. I mean, they, it just feels like square peg round hole. I don't want to do this. Maybe I need to hire somebody to do it or, or whatever. And I just am so committed and I feel so called to show these female business owners that marketing can feel really good and it doesn't have to be this piece of their business that they loathe and that they're just kind of like, eh, marketing and sales, it's fake and salesy and I don't like it and it feels smarmy, right? Um, I want to show them that it doesn't have to feel that way at all. As long as it's aligned with who they naturally are, they can find a way to grow their business without feeling crappy about it, um, without feeling fake and salesy. So that's why it comes in. That's what I started to see. And I just thought, no, I don't, I really don't think it needs to be that way. Right. So that was the, that's what sparked it all. Okay. So you talked there about making your marketing feel good instead of salesy and gross. And a lot of us struggle with this because I think part of mm -hmm. it is we're women. We don't like to talk about our business and feel like we're pushing people to buy. And part of it is for a lot of us, that's just not what is interesting to us. Mm -hmm. We just want the clients to come in. We don't care about having to do the marketing part. So how can we, like, do you have a couple of steps to just make sure or get us on the track of doing this marketing that feels good to us? I do. And I've made it super, super simple to figure out what your best marketing strategy is going to include. Um, for a while, I was still connecting the dots in my one-on-one -on -one client services. And then I, I knew that I needed to get this out in 
less of a one-on-one and more of a one-on-one-to-many sort of situation. So I built this website and it's called marketingpersonalities.com. You can go there right now. You'll find there on that page all of the 16 personality types based on the Myers-Briggs framework. You can click on your specific personality type and you will get a whole bunch of information about how you naturally show up in the world, where you find your flow, where you find your power, and also what your best marketing strategy is going to include. And that's all free information. I don't ask for any money for that. And then beyond that, if you want to start to know how to execute this strategy and also what probably going to not feel good for you (laughs) Um, and therefore things that you can kind of let go of or know that you need to outsource right away. You can download a full report for like less than 10 bucks. It's, you know, but I've tried to make it really super easy to get this information and start utilizing it because I believe that if we can let go of the narrative that marketing and sales has to feel fake and salesy and smarmy, if we can let go of that and start tapping in how we are naturally skilled at getting what we are good at out into the world, all of our businesses are going to rise. They are going to be better. And this is, I'm going to get real big picture, global, universal here on you, but this is just typically what I do. I love to go deeper and like really get the big picture in there. Yes, this is marketing. Yes, this is solopreneurship, entrepreneurship. We're running typically small businesses here. But just imagine if even 20% of us in this creative online entrepreneur space started showing up in a way that felt natural and felt good to us and started attracting people that were naturally attracted to that good energy that we were putting out. What would happen to our businesses, our families, our income? our communities. It's just a compounding effect here. And so again, I knew once I curated all of this together, I knew that it needed to be out and really super easy to know about. So all you have to do to get the beginnings of your best marketing strategy is go to marketingpersonalities.com and I give it to you for free. Now, it's definitely not the end all be all. And I'm very clear about that. It's not like this is the only way you can ever market anything. It's really more of a, well, it's a permission slip to show up in this way. Cause you, you probably had an inkling that that's how you wanted to market your business, but maybe there was something holding you back from it or you didn't know where to start. Well, I'm giving you permission to start here. And it's also a really great home base. I've been talking with a few entrepreneurs on other podcasts and stuff that they've been in business for a long time and they feel like they've tried everything under the sun when it comes to marketing. Some of it felt good, some of it didn't. And this tool, this website also gives permission to that more seasoned entrepreneur. You know, you can continue trying different things. If you have the space bandwidth capital to do that, great. And with this information in your back pocket, you can always rely on it. You can always come back to that home base and know that if all goes to hell in a handbasket, you can always come back to like, yeah, this is going to feel good. And if I can root my strategy and even my business model in this, I'm going to be on the right track. I'm going to be able to bring some people into this business, uh, which can feel really good, really supportive and grounded. So, I mean, it's that easy. Just go to the website. I give it to you. 
it'll be great. <laughs> um, and then of course there's support thereafter. And I still do one-on-one -on -one coaching too, because just knowing the best marketing strategy doesn't mean that you're then implementing it. Right. So, you know, a lot of times people uh, need the extra support in, okay, how do I execute it? And I show you how to do that, but that's where you start. Awesome. I love that you mentioned there that there are going to be marketing strategies that feel really good and they're going to feel ones that feel icky and it just varies based on your personality and what you like to do, but you're kind of giving people permission to try out the things that are going to work for them, not have to worry about doing stuff just because that's what everybody else is doing or what that's what you're supposed to do. And you also yes. mentioned that sometimes there are things that you can hire out and have other people do for you. So there are a lot of different routes to doing marketing in a way that feels good and taking advantage of the people who enjoy doing it differently. Definitely. There's so much in that. And I, I'm sure, I mean, if this is a podcast and I'm going to assume that if you're a listener of this podcast, you probably listen to other business related podcasts. So undoubtedly you've listened to a podcast before and the host or someone that they were, they're interviewing is explaining a certain way that they were able to grow their business a certain way they were able to market their business. And it all sounded so amazing. Like it just sounded like everything clicked for this person and that's what made everything work. And you're thinking, well, that's exactly what I need to do. Like this chick did a five-day challenge and her business skyrocketed. I need to do a five-day challenge. Um, and maybe, I mean, maybe you do. Maybe that's going to click for you. And maybe you're going to do it and hate the whole damn thing. So <laughs> it's no one's fault that they tried something, it worked, and then they want to tell everybody about it. That's totally cool. But sometimes that can feel really overwhelming. And I, I mean, I know I've been there. I know all of my clients have been there. All of my podcast listeners have been there. They just hear these things that have worked for other people and they think, oh, maybe I should do this. Well, I'm not into all the shoulds. You could do that. Let's, instead of maybe wasting time on the things that you could do, let's anchor into the things that are most likely going to be aligned with how you naturally show up in the world and go from there. So yeah, and then the things that, again, that next level of what's not going to feel good for you, uh, I lay that out in the full report. The people that I, that I typically attract, just naturally attract to my business, they don't usually love really detailed technical sales funnels. That's not where they thrive and it's because they thrive somewhere else. And this is a blanket statement. This isn't everybody, but it does tend to happen with my clients that I bring in. They see now that again, it's a permission slip to say, oh, this is why I don't really care for sales funnels. It's not necessarily that they feel smarmy or salesy. It's just too technical for me. That's not where I thrive. I want to be out with people or writing long blog posts or something. I don't want to be in the trenches of my convert kit system, you know? And so again, permission slip and they now get to choose rather than beating themselves up about not being good with sales funnels. They get to choose to either not use them like straight up, just not use them because you don't have to. They can choose to use them, but in a super simplified way, which tends to be the case, or they can choose to completely outsource that and bring people into their team that will manage those detailed pieces so they don't have to. So again, permission 
to let go, permission to simplify and or permission to outsource and delegate. And then you can finally just move on and leave the shame and guilt around not being good at this one thing. Just leave it behind because that's not helping. (laughs) When was the last time you checked to make sure your website was healthy? The only way to know if your website is serving your business and working correctly is to make maintenance a regular part of your to-do list. I've created a maintenance guide at lemonandthesea.com slash maintenance that will help you get a picture of how your website is performing, what's working and what isn't, and the things you can work on improving so that you can continue to show off your expertise and bring in more dream clients. Inside, you'll learn why website maintenance isn't something to put off until next week, 15 tasks you should be doing on a regular basis to maintain your website, Website, and the tasks you need to do weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly. Get the guide at lemonandthesea.com slash maintenance. So I'm going to have, see if you can give us some examples of personalities and like types of marketing that might work. But before we do that, can you just give a basic introduction to the Myers-Briggs and maybe where somebody mm-hmm. can take that test if they haven't done it before? Definitely. Yes. And I, I include that on the marketingpersonalities.com website at the bottom. If you don't know your personality type, there's a link at the bottom where it takes you right over to the assessment I suggest to take. Take that and then you can come back over to marketingpersonalities.com and, and go through that. But the the assessment that I suggest, if you don't know your type yet, is at 16personalities.com. That assessment is free. It's based on the Myers-Briggs framework and the language that they use in that assessment, I use in how I communicate the marketing personality type. So that's helpful. You know, it kind of mirrors. And so, yeah, you can take that assessment. And I also love how 16 personalities tells you so much information about yourself. Uh, I know when I took it, I was like, how in the world do these people know me this well? Like, how is that even possible? I don't know about you, but I'm definitely a personality assessment junkie. Not like the ones on Facebook where you find your Disney princess, but the ones that are true personality assessments. I'm, I'm a total junkie about that because I think the self-awareness piece allows me so much, right? It just makes life better overall. And so I've always been obsessed with these and definitely 16 personalities is my favorite then you can come back over and and check out your personality type or your marketing strategy. All right. So can you give us maybe one or two examples of like a personality and then a marketing strategy that works for them and some examples of something that might not work as well? Definitely. And I do a a training on this and I have some of my favorite examples of, of real life clients. So I have a few. I'll give you two examples. So first of all, I have a client, Joe. She's, I have struggled to even call her my client because she's just such a close friend now, too. But Joe is an ENFP, also known as a campaigner. If you're not used to the vernacular of Myers Briggs personality, just don't get caught up in that. But you typically have four letters. And for Joe, she's an ENFP. And uh, Joe has been a life and relationship coach for a while and we've worked together for a while as well. And when we first started working together, she was putting a course together and in the trenches of a sales funnel and making all the digital pieces fit. And it all felt really hard and draining. We got through that stage because it was already in play, right? 
And then we started understanding how her personality type really does align with a completely different marketing strategy than the digital sales funnel situation. Um, so we simplified the digital sales funnel and we realized ENFPs are, like I said, a campaigner. They are extremely good at making friends. These people are, they have all the friends and they can make friends anywhere they go. Like they are just very magnetic people for friendships and they tend to feel best when they are hosting. They're your typical mama bear matriarch. They love to bring friends together that don't know each other. And so those friends that just know them, that just know Joe, she loves to bring them together and watch them, you know, mingle and get to know each other and become friends together. And so Joe went from being kind of bogged down with the technical pieces of her um, sales funnel for her course and then also there for a while, she was um, speaking at larger events and hosted by other people. And now we've really funneled her energy to feeling so much more energized to host her own small events. And she's also creating an online membership for her growing community. And that speaks so well to her ENFP-ness because she's so good at making friends and creating community. So that's one example, kind of shifted that. Another quick example is Jenny. Jenny is a massage therapist and so many other things. She's actually my holistic counselor. She, I don't know what I would do without Jenny <laughs> um, out of Grand Rapids. She's a pretty new business owner. She was feeling kind of confused and not really focused because she was doing whatever marketing activity came her way, honestly. Like there wasn't really any strategy or rhyme or reason or anything. And she knew she needed to get focused and kind of clamp down her budget, you know, around this because she's brand new. So we worked together to figure out Jenny is an INFP. INFPs are the mediator and they're incredibly good at making you think and coming up with thought provoking questions and then also gathering around small intimate events different from the ENFP. I know this is getting a little in the weeds here and it tends to because there are 16 personalities, right? And everyone is different and then some are kind of similar. But Jenny is now feeling more focused and I've, I've watched her really flourish over the past few months since we started working together, growing her Instagram following through not just pretty pictures, but thought-provoking long-form posts and then also creating this really tight-knit, unique community of people locally and online. She's also, she's not only doing local stuff now, but she's also servicing people online, which did not exist a few months ago. So going from confused to focused, that's a win in my book. So those are just two examples and they go all over the place from there because there are 16 personalities, but those are two that, that I tend to see because these are people that I actually work with. Yeah. And there's a big difference. A lot of us know like introvert, extrovert, we've heard of that part, which is like that first mm -hmm. I or E. And so I am an introvert and it makes marketing hard for me. At least it feels hard because I see everybody else going to these events and talking to all of these people. And that's not something that my personality really enjoys. And so I love that you're mm -hmm. just saying you can do it in a way that feels good. You can do it in a way that fits you and you're still having that impact. It's just doing it a little bit differently than maybe what you're seeing other people do. Mm -hmm. And there exactly. are, we, we see a lot of the same marketing strategies, I think, because 
it's what works. And when somebody gets to a certain point in their business, you know, we've probably all heard of the very similar people and they have the ability to bring on a team. But when you're just starting out, you have to really figure out what's going to work for you and do it in a way that feels good because otherwise you're not going to keep marketing and that's what keeps you in business. Right. And I love what you said. You know, we feel like we're kind of doing all the same things and because that's what it, what works. And reality is that's what works for the greats. We see certain people and everybody has their different people that they follow and, and tap into and they see it really working for them. And we very well might not be at all their same personality type. And therefore, if we try to emulate them, we're always going to feel a little misaligned. And while it might work marginally, we're frustrated because we're not seeing the results that they're seeing. And it's, we are not broken. We're not the problem and they're not the problem. It's that we've just misaligned our strategy with something that just isn't the most natural for us. And that's, that's really all it is. I have to ask Samantha, do you know your, your Myers-Briggs personality type? I think it is an INTJ. The T is, goes back and forth between T and F, but I think that's what it was last time I took it. And I love that you just said that because I have a lot of people actually, they have their dominant type and then they have a really close second. So you said kind of, you probably your really close second is an INFJ. Yeah. And I have a lot of people have this, um, have like a dominant and then a close second. My dominant is ENFJ and my close second is INFJ. So if you know that you have a blend, which most people do, you can look at both of these and make your own unique, you know, setup, your own unique strategy here. So I'll just tell you right now, an INTJ, they're the architect. Architects tend to be very rationale driven, love making plans. They love starting with strategy and the deduction process. So you're uniquely set up to actually build a really great multi-step sales funnel. And you don't get freaked out by tracking lots of metrics and leveraging, you know, using the little different levers to make this, the sales funnel work. Does that feel right? Does that like, does that align for you? Yeah. And it's funny because like, that's what I help my clients do is the strategy side of their websites. So I look mm-hmm. into all of there the data go. for them. <laughs> Perfect. And then on the flip side, the INFJ is the advocate and the advocate, they love to dig deeper. There's always something deeper to explain and talk through and discover. And so the advocate typically feels really good in sharing long form content. And that could be long form written content or podcast episodes, ding, 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 or (laughs) videos. The format of the content doesn't really matter so much. You can choose what feels best out of those, Um, but they're typically the ones that are writing the long blog posts or doing the longer videos or doing the longer podcasts so they can feel good about their potential client being well indoctrinated into their system before ever asking for a sale. Yeah. And it's really fun to learn other people's personalities like your spouse and your friends because then you can really see that in them. And my husband's never taken the test. I can't convince him to. But sometimes people will talk about a personality. I'll be like, that is totally him right there. And I'll be like, this Mm -hmm. makes a whole lot more sense as to why he reacts to things the, the way he does. Right. Exactly. I know it's so hard to get guys to take these things. Um, we tend to be a little bit more self-aware, but that was a blanket statement. 
don't hate me guys, but yeah, you're right. It, it's really helpful, especially if you're working with clients in a B2B situation like you and I are, if we know their personality type, we can cue into this resource that I've created. And I ask my clients in their initial questionnaire, new client questionnaire through Dubsado. One of the very first questions is what's your personality type? If you don't know it, go take this assessment and then tell me what it is. <laughs> and then we have a great conversation about it. And from there we can build our strategy together. And I know how to approach them compared to who I am and who they are. And so we're not butting heads the whole time. Um, so if you, if you work in any capacity B2B and if whatever you do connects at all to marketing, copywriting, web design, anything like that, obviously I use it as a resource. I think it could be a really great resource for that type of professional to just know that much more about your client so you can continue to be aligned with them and not kind of shoot them down the wrong path. Perfect. Um, so is there anything else you wanted to share about marketing and personality types before we get into the wrap up questions? Um, you know, the take home point is again, you shouldn't have to feel fake and salesy to grow your business. And if you do right now, girlfriend, you don't have to, <laughs> you just don't have to. So I, I encourage you, even if you don't plan to put into play this information that you learn from marketing personalities, just go find it. Like just have the information in the back in your back pocket and um, put it into play when you're ready, but you just don't have to feel fake and salesy. So let's not, <laughs> right? Absolutely. Okay, so can you give me an example of how serving your clients well has benefited your business? Uh, for sure. Well, I will say my absolute favorite way to get a new client is from an old client. <laughs> um, and so when I, when I serve my clients well, they're definitely more apt to talk about me and refer me to their business friends and their, uh, you know, their fellow business owners. And that's just the best. Like, yes, I'm a marketing coach and I, I love all the marketing things and I market in, in different ways that feel good for me. And my favorite way is the biggest compliment in all, of all. And that's my current or past clients referring someone to me. That's just the best. That has definitely shaped my business long-term and I'll tell you right now, every single client that I have on my client roster right now is my genuine friend. Like it's not out of the realm of possibility to love your clients because I will tell you right now, I love every single one of my clients. Like we, we get on our coaching calls and just have so much fun and have such really great deep conversations and make such good progress together because we're friends. And, um, that is huge. I don't know if that'll ever mean anything to my bottom line. And I really don't care. That means something to my heart. It just makes work awesome. <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. So tell me two things that you're loving right now. They can be business or life. Uh, number one, I started brewing my own kombucha. Kombucha, if you've never heard of it, is fermented tea. It's really good for your gut. And it's really tasty. It can be really, it also can be really not tasty, but <laughs> mine is really tasty. Um, <laughs> and I've, I started brewing my own kombucha in the last few weeks and it is delicious and it's so cheaper, so much cheaper than having to buy, you know, $4 bottles of it from the grocery store. So that is something I'm loving. And the other thing I'm, I'm totally loving is I'm a part of a paid mastermind this year through kick-ass masterminds. If you're not familiar, 
Kick-Ass Masterminds. It's, it was founded by Sarah Christensen, and she basically matches you with compatible people to be in a mastermind with, and you spend an entire year together relying on each other and getting feedback and masterminding on your businesses and watch, watching each other grow and supporting each other. And that has been the absolute best investment I've ever made into my business. My mastermind group is every single one of them is incredible. Uh, and I just owe them so much. I love them. We have a, we have a mastermind call coming up on Thursday and I'm just like, Oh, is it Thursday yet? Come on. Like I cannot (laughs) wait to see these people quote unquote, see each other through zoom. But yeah, I'm totally loving, totally loving my mastermind group. Awesome. So what are you excited for that's coming up in the future? Well, uh, You know, 2018, I knew was going to be a year of asking questions. I've, I can't remember who said it originally, but um, there are years that ask questions and there are years that answer. And this was a year I knew of asking questions. And I'm looking forward to 2019 because I'm already, I'm already feeling the momentum toward that year being one to answer. And that's exciting for me because this year has been kind of, up and down and all over the place, which is totally okay. It makes things exciting and also makes things a little, you know, more risky than usual. And that's just the way it goes sometimes. So I'm really looking forward to 2019, but I'm also before then I'm getting married in October and I'm taking the entire month of October off from business, from life, from social media. It's going to be incredible. Going to get married, going to go on a long honeymoon. And I'm super pumped that that's even possible. Right now I'm I'm I have an incredible VA who is basically taking over and we're working together to get all those systems in place and she's been just rocking it out so amazingly. I feel so supported and I'm I'm really excited to not only have that time for myself but also show my clients and other people in my audience that that is actually possible. It's a big Thing, and you do have to do things to um, get yourself ready for something like that. And it's totally possible and you can do it too. So I'm really looking forward to that opportunity. That's awesome. And congratulations. Thanks. So my last question is where can people find you online? Okay. Well, you, I think I've said it like a million times, but um, <laughs> marketingpersonalities.com is where you can go to get your information about your personality type and your marketing strategy. And you can also find all out about my marketing coaching business at jammarketinggroup.co. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. I think this is a really fun episode and I'm excited for people to go and sort of check out their personalities and how they can market and just do things differently. Yes. Amen, sister. Thank you so much for having me. I loved this episode with Britt because we got to talk about personality types and how we can do marketing in a way that feels good instead of just feeling like we have to follow all of the shoulds and what everybody else is doing. Make sure to check out her marketingpersonalities.com to learn more about how your personality can lead you into a marketing strategy that fits you. After today's episode, I want you to take three action steps. One is take the Myers-Briggs personality test if you don't already know your personality type. It is quite a few questions, but it's a great way to learn a little bit more about you and get some insight into why you do what you do. 
Number two is to find your marketing personality. Again, go to marketingpersonalities.com to figure this out. And then number three is to implement one strategy that fits your personality to help your marketing grow. Just take one step today to make sure that your marketing fits you and feels good. If you liked this episode, I would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and review on iTunes, or you can screenshot this episode and share it with your friends on Instagram and tag me at Lemon in the Sea. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show. 